hear that okay? <laughs> yes, I can. It make, makes me happy. What do you like about this song? I don't know. I think it reminds me of my dad. It reminded dad of like... I, he, a lot of the music he listened to, he listened to when he served in the Navy. Like that was all they did was listen to music. And so he listened to a lot of that at home and so that's how I knew it. Um, welcome to uh, Monday's podcast. Monday, October the 5th. It's Eric. It's Alex. Wow, getting a little, getting hey. a little bouncy there. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> you know, just driving down Glendale on it, all the on the uh, potholes. You can uh, you can give me live traffic reports. That way, I don't have to keep checking the traffic screen. Very good. The trail is clear for your afternoon uh, commute yep. right now. Perfect. Uh, no accidents on the trail to report. The zoo looks fascinating on this sunny <laughs> evening. <laughs> Um, That's all I got. Let me, uh, you know what? I don't want to waste anybody's time. We'll, we'll dive right into some things. First, you yeah. might not have seen, but the president is, uh, is is out of the hospital and going to the White House. And as you uh, you could you could guess, he said, COVID is not anything to be afraid of. <laughs> He's like, I feel as good as I did. Oh, you cut out. 20 years ago. Yeah, okay. Thanks see- to all the wonderful medical professionals. So you Uh-oh. did see it. Are you there? Alex? I did see it. Okay, so you did see yeah, it. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. So, what I don't get is, and, and I guess he got some, it's so funny, he's on zinc and vitamin D now, like my mom told him to take. Um, and he took some other things. Is he? Yeah, <laughs> he, he took some other things, some some of the steroid things um, that, I don't know, I don't want to parse the language too much, but... I'm still troubled that that they all got this and they're not quarantining and that's that's troublesome to me. Like this was day one COVID stuff. This is if there's anything anybody learned from the last six months, wash your hands, be more diligent about washing your hands, and when you are sick, stay home or stay away from people. It is. It's elementary. It's it's the most basic information for you know our understanding and curbing you know, whatever curve or, you know, the trajectory of COVID and at the very top, that's not being practiced. I mean, it's, it's just, I was not as bothered at the fact that he got in the car with the secret service agents and went back to the white house. Um, because I feel like he has to get in the car with somebody. Um, you know, I don't, it's, eh, you know, I'm not as bothered by that, but, um, just a general like this the, what i sent you today about the uh republican senator in what did we say wisconsin the ron johnson guy hello can you hear me i think so yeah and it was like yeah i can hear you and um he knew he had covid and went to a party anyway didn't disclose like didn't even give people the right you know to make that choice or you know didn't disclose anything and had COVID, went to a party anyway, said, well, I was wearing my mask and I was keeping 12 foot distance from everybody instead of six foot distance. So I was even more cautious. And it's like, no, <laughs> like you should not have been there at all. He's Wisconsin to get that right. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Wisconsin, it, it's, yeah. it's totally, it's totally 
reckless and thoughtless, and I, uh-huh. I'd, I'd like to to be in a quiet room and get their explanation, but that that would probably horrify me as well. Um, but you know what? Go. In fact, like double the size of these things. Infect these people. So much so that they might not be able to vote in a couple of weeks because that would just be so terrible if you were too sick to go to the polls. Go. Go have fun. I think, you know, I think they even said um, that. No, I don't think. I know for a fact. I read today that there was 11 people in Cleveland that were a part of the debate that now are COVID positive. So it's like the people are COVID positive from the debate. They're COVID positive from the um, Supreme Court justice ceremony. Um, it's, I mean, it's just insane. It, like it, they, there, I mean, there are <laughs> other, there are other spots, uh, like the frat houses and all the other predictable yeah. places that have already happened. But like you're like a moving weapon of COVID destruction. You're your own little hubris filled outbreak. And it's kind of disgraceful and disgusting. And it leaves you speechless. It really does. In a time where you feel like nothing can leave you speechless anymore, like this man can say and, and do whatever the fuck he wants, and he continues to say and do things that you're just like, what? To, to me, this is the the worst thing. Of, of mm-hmm. I know we're always prisoners of the moment, but mm-hmm. like this to me is the worst thing. That it's just moving around. And getting mm-hmm. and, and likely getting other people sick. It, it's just it's awful. And there's no way we're going to recover from it. You know, like other countries are starting to. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say. I hope that there's no no way that some people that get sick don't recover. Um, oh well, you know, I won't say that on on the pod. Yeah, I, but you know what? <laughs> to that point, on, on on Friday, I went back and listened to make sure I didn't say anything that would come off too <laughs> awful because I saw on Friday so many people were out there saying how dare you wish death on somebody and and then the next day that uh the tide kind of turned back as more and more people wisely and smartly listed the transgressions of of certain people that have devastated people's lives and mm-hmm. cost people's lives and you know what i don't even have to do the indirectly cost people their lives and livelihoods i'll just go the 200 210,000 would probably be a lot smaller if we had better leadership throughout this and that falls on him did i lose you exactly again? <laughs> this is so weird it's like exactly it's like we're in a, it's like we're it's, in like some kind of time machine you're you're a little delayed falls direct hold on on him and you um alex On, I'm wait, time out. Yeah, we're not getting good reception here. We might have to, uh, we don't have to pause until you get home. I'll be home in like 10 minutes. I mean, I'm hopping on the highway right now, so give me like 15. Oh, well, maybe it's better now. Maybe it was all the cars where you were. We we keep going. If it gets bad again, we'll hold up till you get home. Okay. Oh, and it, 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 um, I, what was I gonna say? Uh, 210,000 lives. Did it cut out? Yeah. All right. I'm kicking <laughs> but, you out. But, I'm kicking you out. We'll, we'll wait till. All right. Uh, back, back to where we were. He, yes. uh, he is, I, I would think that he has indirectly, indirectly caused people, uh, to lose their lives because of what he's done as a human being over the last mm-hmm. 30 years. But mm-hmm. he has more directly impacted the 210,000 number 
Um, had we had some better leadership, which the buck stops with him, we probably could have shaved a lot off of that number. And that's exactly right. And I think that what I was trying to say earlier was that it frustrates me, that, you know, all these people that are responding and they're like, you know, pray for Trump and the liberal party. Um, you know, I, we now re, we now know how immoral they are. And, you know, because it suddenly came like we were all happy he had COVID or wishing he wouldn't make it or something of that nature. And I think at our core, like nobody wants anybody to die. But at the same time, like this is not this is not so black and white. Like it isn't simple, you know, and implying it is just showing your inability to have intelligent conversation and intelligent thought, in my opinion. It's just you, you know, it's laziness. It's it's like, come on, let's think about this on a, on a larger scale. This person represents so many things in, in the, you know, in anger and frustration and has hurt people. I, I know that he said things that have hurt me and he I don't even know the guy. You know what I mean? Like I'm a million, you know, a million ways removed from him other than he's the president of this country that I live in. And it has it has hurt me, you know. So I just, I don't know, I have no patience for it. It's again, you, it's another thing on the list of things that I didn't think we would be talking about. <laughs> and <Yeah>. we are. <laughs> I want to fill in some color of the gray area that you spoke of there, how things are not so black and white when it comes to sympathy for or grace or whatever. I like, yeah. to, I like to use this example. Um... Actually, I can, and I don't want to linger too long on this because we got a lot of fun things okay. to talk yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. One thing: if you go out and recklessly fuck a bunch of different people, and let's say that it's not because of a mental health issue, this is just who you are. AIDS—that mm -hmm. was an '80s thing. Uh, all the other STDs that are mostly curable—I don't care. I'll just go to the clinic. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. uh, after you do all this, you get several people pregnant, and then your dick looks like that of a 14-year-old filled with acne. Well, Ew. I, I, have no, <laughs> I have no sympathy for you because you knew that you were being reckless. Now, <laughs> yes. I will tie this back to something personal. My brother was... Um, extremely dismayed and, and there might have never been a bigger chasm between he and I uh, when I, I made a Facebook post at uh, the end of 2015 but he knew this he was mm -hmm. much closer to my mom than me he watched my mom erode away because he still lived in the house when my mm -hmm. mom was not winning the battle against uh, stage 4 lung cancer mm -hmm. to me I was teary-eyed when my mom told me about it. Um, that was January of 2015. But other than that, I mean, I think you know me well enough, and this is not surprising, but I know that, I know in retrospect that I should have acted differently, especially around my brother. Um, I was very robotic about it. I was uh -huh. very objective and, and, you know, to him, in a way, cold about it. My mom smoked a lot for as long uh -huh. as I knew her. I, mm -hmm. I went so far as to hide her cigarettes. There mm -hmm. were there were compromises where, okay, mom wouldn't smoke in the house anymore. She would open the window and smoke. When it was eight degrees out, um, she would do that. Then she would go smoke outside. But my mom didn't stop smoking It was until it was too late. Yeah. So for me, as much as I love my mom, as much as I think about my mom every day, not, not, not like how my brother does because 
I was farther away. I was removed oh. from it. So that oh. removed some emotion. But for me, it was my mom smoked mercilessly for decades. Lung oh. cancer was an inevitability. Uh-huh. So and yes, I lost my mom, but I was prepared for this day because she mean, she was reckless for too long. The, it, I mean, I experienced the exact same thing with my dad, which is which is interesting that we have that in common. But yeah, I mean, it it just and I was the I was your brother in the scenario, so I was a different sibling. I had another sibling that was you in that scenario. But I I, I don't yeah for, beyond the fact that like he was not shy about stating how he felt. I mean, he went on the, the debate and talked about how made fun of Joe Biden and his mask usage. And then ironically turns around and he has COVID. And now all of a sudden we're supposed to feel sorry for him. Like fuck off. <laughs> like it, Don't. And I don't, you know, and we, obviously we can't have any kind of intelligent conversation about this. I mean, even in there were people that I know closely that said, Alex, but we're commanded to do different because I'm a Christian. And I said, I get it, but I also sin. I sin. I'm an imperfect person. I know that. <laughs> and so the fact that I don't feel concerned right away and that, you know, I have a couple feelings of like, well, you know, what did you expect? Don't shame me for it. Like, move on. You know, I, I have two final thoughts to, to, to wrap us up. I believe that I have enough good karma in, mm-hmm. in the cachet that I can think certain ways. Like, I, I don't worry about my karma being out of balance by thinking certain things. Mm-hmm. And I reserve, as I, I, I hope I've already illustrated, I reserve my sympathy, my sympathy for those who deeply require it. Exactly. 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 And I think that there has just been so many things. There's just a, a laundry list of, of discretions on his behalf that make me not feel too bad for him and too bad for the people that were around him that were enabling that kind of behavior. I just don't. I feel bad for Baron. That's that's about it. Like, you know, I feel bad for his son. Um, the, the other big question of the weekend that has certainly been on my mind every waking hour, which granted was not many of them over the weekend, but mm. did you go back out on Saturday night? Hell no. <laughs> Did I pulled a you. That's not a me. Um, not a me particularly. But did you? Uh, did you have a good time at Hamburger Mary's? It was your I first time, a, right? I, it was my first time, and now I'm planning my trip back. I had a lovely time. I thought the food was great. You know, I didn't eat, and I like had to control myself in not eating all of Juliana's fries. Fries were good. Like that stuff was peak bar food. They were so good. Yeah, it was like high level bar food. But they weren't mine, they were hers. And you know how somebody says, like, yeah, you can have some. You want to have, like, maybe a quarter of what they have? I was, like, creeping around half of the fries that she ordered. (laughs) And I'm just like, I didn't pay for these. She was kind enough and extended her fries. Alex, don't eat all her fucking fries. Order some food for yourself. So I did and took it home. And, um... Yeah, like I wanted to go back. I went home because this is such a girl thing. And maybe you tell me, maybe we can have this conversation one day on like what are girl things and what are guy things. But I was a little uncomfortable. I was wearing, I chose to wear a pair of shoes that wasn't my first choice. But I said, all right, I'll put these on. And they were not comfy in in some ways that I thought that they would be. And I don't have a good time when I'm not comfortable. 
And so I said, okay, well, I don't live far from here. So I'm going to go home. And I was trying to weasel Thomas to come out too. And he had a headache. He was home when I got home and he didn't want to go. And then I had, I had like ate my food and got the itis and sat down and I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to just have a nice evening when I'm a little tipsy and all I need is a couple more drinks from my fridge and I'll be like, a-okay. So I did that. Good. I, I think you stumbled into another wide-ranging topic that we can do another day. <laughs> when, when you're offered someone's plate, what percent are you entitled to before they want to strangle you? I say a quarter is a quarter of their of their food is um, reasonable and acceptable without being greedy. And also, in my case, because I have a couple extra pounds on me without looking like the fat girl at the table. Because it's real. I mean, I know it's not. I, people are like, no, you're no, no, no. I'm like, no, it's real. <laughs> um, I, I, I enjoyed myself. Like, I, I was, I stayed longer than I really anticipated. I know you um, did. Everybody did. But it was, it, it, it was, it was good. And we wanted to go support our guy. The, whole, yeah. the only thing that bugged me was that that place was a rectangle. And that place mm -hmm. is not made for a hamburger Mary's. It was not. I mean, even the performers, I think every single one of the performers were annoyed by the end of their, like, their, their, their part of the show because it was like they had to work their way all the way up one end, all the way down the other. Like, you actually have to mix music long enough for you to work the whole room. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's very weird. I mean, I'm not against it. And then they have their nerve to have, like, some sort of stage in the middle. Like, people yeah. can see that. I <laughs> I'll, I'll, there's one positive, I guess, and, and obviously Floyd should give us the, the intel on this and, and how he feels about it. Um, it does force you to go table to table to get the money because mm -hmm. you're not like when you're when you're working the room, people are going to have their, their money ready to go. But it's kind of mm -hmm. like, a, yeah, you're exactly right. Like when the performers went, and we were to the we were stage right, like very mm -hmm. stage right, one table stage right. But when they went to the other side of the room, it's like the team was on the other end of the field in the end zone mm -hmm. and you couldn't see a thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and, and also what, you know, what kind of performer is the other side of the room getting if like little Richard gave all of his energy on this side of the room, like little Richard did cartwheels and splits on this side of the room and the other side of the room, like you got a little like show kick and, you know, but it, it was fantastic. I was actually really impressed. Um, by how entertained I was and how much of a good time I had with you guys. And I'm like, I haven't seen everybody. This is really the first time. I mean, I, I had like put my feet out there in June, you know, and had a night out and I didn't go back out since. And so this was my first time actually out. And I, not that I have plans on going out regularly right now, but it was, it was still nice to go. It was nice. Let me tell you, I want to share uh, stuff with you from when I arrived home on, on Saturday night. Okay. Um, I had my candy corn martini, uh, candy corn martinis. They were delicious. I realized that it needs less vanilla vodka. Mm. So I, as Bethany suggested, I needed to work on the ratios, and I have. So I had those, and then I'm like, all right, let's let's do what I do best. Get the pizza ready to go. <laughs> and I had taken all the food ordering apps off my off my tablet. Like that's gonna stop me. Uh, it's, <laughs> No, <laughs> it's like me taking Zillow and Realtor.com apps off my phone, knowing I just go look on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where was I? Where was I? I didn't want to do Stubborn Brother because 
Ooh, I've never had them. It's so good. It's one of my two go-tos. It? <gasps> it really is. Ooh, I have. We have to try it one day. The uh, the crust truly is very much like like East Coast style. They, I think they have like water brought in from the East Coast, and it's it's filtered differently. There's different chemicals, and it gives it an East Ooh. Coast taste. Uh, but it would have been too long, and that's that's pretty pricey, but but, but worth it. Um, long story short, I get the slice app because I'm Mama Mary's. And- <laughs> oh, oh, woof, oh, woof, woof, woof. Thomas sorry. home. He might be. Um, so I, I get the slice app and uh, I pop it in. I'm gonna get a cheese pizza with ham, and I'm like, oh look, they have a they, they have chili cheese fries now. I know they've been expanding their menu. We'll put that on there. <laughs> I, and and I, I've gotten. I never get their never. I usually pretty standard with um, Mama Mary's. I'll get uh, what are they? They have cheese bread and they have this Cajun ranch sauce, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get the chili cheese fries and the ham on on the pizza. I hit order and click, and it says. $52. It says, Happy's has received your order. It'll be on the way. I'm like, whoa, what? Happy's Pizza? I ordered from the wrong place. Uh, <laughs> did you love it, though, when you got it? No. I mean. I like Happy's. I know there's no bad pizza, but there's mediocre mm. pizza, and I have high pizza standards, and it took an hour and a half to get there, which wasn't great. Oh yeah. Um, so then, when I was finished, when, when I finished that up, um, I uh, I flipped on a movie. I saved myself this Netflix email that I had, or sca- really scary movies on Netflix right now. And I figure, okay, let me knock some of these out. Some I know I've never seen, but I decided to dig into Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh fuck! <laughs> How terrible was that? If I would go like the worst cheese ball thing I could ever watch it would be my dad's Batman with like pow bang boom <laughs> this wasn't anywhere near that like it was corny but but I it, it was I've seen other corny 80s movies and and this wasn't as I watched the whole thing I I enjoyed it I don't, I don't regret that I won't get that 80 minutes back we watched a movie the other day um Vampire in Paris or American Werewolf in Paris? The original or the '90s one? We watched the '90s one, not okay. the original. Okay. Because Thomas has so much nostalgia attached to it, and I was trying to be a good girlfriend and pretend like I was enjoying the movie and laugh at the parts that he was laughing at that he seemed to enjoy. And then when he was over, when it was over and we were doing something else, he was like, "Man." I'm really disappointed. I thought that movie was going to be better. I remember it to be better. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You made me sit through this entire movie that we both thought was awful. <laughs> oh, somebody's <laughs> got to speak up. <laughs> no, I was trying to be nice because apparently I'm very critical about what we watch. <laughs> I'll say this, though. Um, the, uh, the trailer, I wanted to play the trailer to see if you might be able to guess what it is. The trailer is unplayable, uh, at least for our purposes. It, it mm. had no value whatsoever. Um, and go for the nose. Apparently, if you shoot killer clowns from outer space in the nose, that's that's their weakness. Oh, interesting. It's a vulnerable point. Another Saturday night thing, uh, but let me go backwards first because I, I had thought about this. There was, a, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we talked about this last week, but I considered Saturday night uh, not going, not for the usual reasons, but hold on a second. Like all the time, I'm all over people for being reckless. Is this a good decision? And then I decided mm-hmm. that supporting Floyd was, you know, 
that that was very important. That was worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I am scheduled for a COVID test Friday at 8.30. I saw that and I said, I wonder if Eric feels guilty because you went out and had a good time and you have been so, you know, supportive of social distancing, wearing your masks. This isn't the time for us to be doing these things. We can wait a little while, like let's be responsible. I personally don't feel any guilt from what we did because we all wore our masks when we um, when we got in, when we sat down and we were at a safe distance, we would, you know, we were okay to take them off. And when we walked to the bathroom or something, we wore our masks. But furthermore, I trusted everybody at that table. And so I don't feel like if you were somebody that I know you were doing reckless stuff, I probably wouldn't go because I don't know, you know, if I wanted to be around you. And that's, I mean, it just is what it is. Like if you're going to, you know, games and the movies and you're doing things without masks and I knew you were like going to your friend's party and then a college party and then, you know, to a pumpkin farm and you're not really wearing your mask, then I would reconsider. But I feel like everybody that we were sitting with makes good choices, good decisions. And so I trusted the circle that I was with. So that was the other portion of me feeling like, you know what, I think that this this is okay for us to go. Wholeheartedly agree. It's everybody else, which is the majority of people there that I don't know and trust. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing the smart thing. And uh, Maj uh, guided me. She's like, wait a couple of days. And she's right, because I guess the longer you yeah. going quickly, it you might get a false positive or a false negative. So it's Friday and uh, I'll find out. And in the meantime, not to worry, I'll go back to my normal behavior of not seeing anyone but dogs. <laughs> I'm just spending time in your home. Yes, which I'm completely fine with. You know, I think that's a good choice. And I think that, you know, it's your personal choice if you want to go get tested. But I think that, you know, the, the when you were thinking about it and we were all, you know, talking about, you know, if we should go, if it's a good idea, I think, you know, I think that we all made the right choice and we ended up having a nice time. And, you know, me not going back out didn't have much to do with it more than just I was like, oh, you know how you go home and I took off my bra and put my stretchy pants on so I could eat. Um, and I just yeah. wasn't I wasn't putting that shit back on. So, if people want to be upset with me, that's fine. Um, but I'd like to think, uh, you know, it, it was we've already talked about the decision. And I think that the least that I, I could do is is go get the test to show some responsibility. Not that I, not that I, I, I would, I wouldn't, or not that I'm showing, showcasing it or showing it off by any means. And yeah. I even called it. It also helped that uh, it's like 100 percent covered, as uh-huh. opposed to it not being that way back in like. June when when I visited my doctor, um, so yeah, it, it's free. You know, you be responsible and bang, take care of that. There you go, there you go. But it was a really good time. Yeah, um, another uh, another Saturday night thing, and I'm kind of surprised that people didn't get on him for uh, for the comment I'm about to play. So I didn't even know Chris Rock was hosting SNL. I loved SNL, and yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I didn't know either. I didn't. The the first thing I saw for SNL, like, uh, promo or what have you, was when Jim Carrey and Maya Rudolph did Kamala. I didn't know. I did not know that there was even a new season premiering. So Yeah, the same thing. With, I saw the Carrie Biden thing. I didn't know about Megan Thee Stallion and Chris Rock. He's back mm-hmm. to uh, promote. He's the star of Fargo this season. Mm-hmm. And... No, he's not in Candyman. He's in the next Saw movie, which yeah. probably a- was coming out but got postponed. Um, I'm glad 
that people didn't get outraged by this, but I clearly, after I listened to it, I was like, oh, I should look on the internet. So here we go. First of all, the beginning is cut off, but there were a lot of first responders in the front rows of SNL. All the audience right here. Okay? Okay, so, you know, they're so good, we let people die tonight so they can see a good show, okay? <laughs> now, I, I know, this, every, everything's, the world is insane right now, and, but one thing we can agree upon, COVID has ruined our plans. We all used to have plans before COVID. Remember, you used to be able to plan stuff, man? I, my sister was getting married, man. Getting I paid Bell Bib DeVoe eighty thousand dollars, man, and I can't get it back. <laughs> I had tickets to Coachella, man. I know I know two hundred thousand Americans are dead, but I'm not seeing Rage Against the Machine this year, man. That is a travesty. So, which is the one that I'm surprised people weren't outraged by? So, actually, I, it was a completely different one. I thought, you know, I. I, I was surprised he joked about Chris Farley. Did you hear that? I did. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, he, I was I was pretty surprised. And I feel like the audience responded to that one, too. Something about his nose being stuffed up. His nose hadn't felt like that since he worked with Chris Farley. He said something. He's like, I haven't had that much stuff up my nose since since I shared a dressing room with Chris Farley. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> um, I thought that that's fair game because... Mm -hmm. Chris Farley's not going to get crazy about that. I, I mean, th that's mm -hmm. what their line of work was. I mm -hmm. was surprised, and I have no issue with it because I understand, like, context and, and mm -hmm. what's... But the 200,000 people dead uh, in in that joke, I'm surprised didn't catch people and have them a little upset. Nah, I think the, I think, um, the people... How do I put this? I feel like the folks that would be upset about that are on the other side of the argument. <laughs> like they're the ones that are like, eh, that many people die from the flu. It's fine. Well, like I, I thought that the people who don't know who Chris Rock is, who is arguably mm -hmm. SNL's hopeful demo right now, 24, 25, like they have no idea who he is. I could see them, people whose mm -hmm. views we align with or they align with us. They could be upset that you can't yeah. joke. You can't joke mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. That one didn't get me too much. I thought it was, you know, and, and the rest of the monologue was pretty centered around, let's be responsible. We can get past this. I think there might've been some Trump jokes in there. Um, did uh, you watch it? Did you watch SNL? I, I did. I never watch SNL. If there's anything I need to see, I watch it after, but I did watch the entire eight minute monologue. And I, I guess people also could have been outraged. I, I certainly was that he, somebody paid $80,000 for Belle Bib DeVoe 30 years later. <laughs> he must really love his sister. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, he must have been a big Belle Bib DeVoe fan. I'm sure when uh, Michael Bivens saw the, the caller ID from the Rock family, they were like, add a couple of zeros onto that eight. Oh my God. So they did a lot of their skits were centered around COVID or um, just 2020 in general. And then Megan Thee Stallion performed two, like she did two performances. And one of them was very centered around like Breonna Taylor and black women and we need to support black women. And it was very political. You should watch that one. But it, it, it almost didn't fit for me, but I'm just like, hey, I'm not going to argue. Like, use your 
use your platform on SNL. First of all, congratulations on getting onto SNL to perform and also use your platform. Fine. I wonder, I want, so I wonder when the last time you had a black host and a black solo, I can even add female, female probably narrows it anymore. Black, black host, black solo performer. I wonder when the last time that was. So Lizzo performed last season and I really loved her performance and I just loved how genuinely excited she was. And I think it was Eddie. No, it wasn't Eddie. Was it Eddie it, Murphy? It, you're right. It was before uh, it was last Christmas. Uh-huh. Cause last she December. was so, she was so like, you could see how pumped she was that she was not only on SL, SNL, but on SNL with Eddie Murphy. They yeah. ended up winning a Emmy. Yeah. So, but there was one skit that I, if I can just encourage people to find it and watch it, it cracked me up. They were talking about name change. There was a, like a news reporter that was reporting on there was a COVID positive employee at the name change office in the federal building. And so they were interviewing people who were trying to get their name changed but couldn't. And he goes, Ma'am, can you tell me your name? She's like, Yes, my name is Edith Puthy. <laughs> And he goes, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? She goes, my name is Edith Puthy. (laughs) I love that. Please watch it. I will send it to you. It is probably one of my top five skits next to all of Eddie Murphy's in the last episode, in in his last, (laughs) you know, hosting. I, I mean... And the other girl, her name was Irma Gerd, <laughs> but it was, she's like, no, it's Irma Gerd. And then there was one guy that was like micro dick, but his name was Mike <laughs> Rodick, like Rodick. And he's like, no, you have to pause. You have to pause. And he goes, okay, what's your last name going to be? What are you going to change it to? He's like, my mom's maiden name is Lit. And the reporter says, great. Thanks, my clit. <laughs> We have we haven't had a solid update on those names since Bart Simpson did whatever he did when he was calling Moe's Bar. And can, if you if you if anybody is up for some childish entertainment, there's a South Park special, a South Park pandemic special I've on heard, HBO, yeah. and it is it is. Thomas was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "South Park." hit the mark for me on this like they i i'm i am in favor of this was funny <laughs> uh, uh minor spoiler alert here so josh the engineer was in here telling me about it and something how like they caught covid from eating something and then they all had to jerk off and that was the ser- <laughs> that was like the the antidote they caught coded they caught covid this guy got drunk with mickey this is a huge spoiler alert this guy was in wuhan got fucked up with mickey mouse and mickey mouse dared him to have intercourse with an animal and the animal then got covid and gave it to everybody but he got it from the intercourse from this human being so this guy is living in the u.s finds out that this is where covid started and he's like oh my god I, 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 I had intercourse with this animal. And so he said then his bodily fluids down south are the cure because if they created COVID, they can, they can right. fix COVID. So he basically was like jacking off and, and giving his bodily fluids as the, as the vaccine to people <laughs> or as the cure. So that part, I mean, that obviously that was funny, but it was more on, it was not, I found it hilarious what they were doing with the schools. 
they brought back the teacher that I used to love that was like, okay, like they brought that guy back. And it, I don't even know if South Park still has shows or not, but this is the first time I watched it in the last like 15 years. And I found it hilarious. All right. Did you get all your, um, your masturbation jokes out? We got a serious thing to cover here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Sorry. Okay. Um, so my, the road and ride I despise the most I did twice on Saturday, once in the morning for the Out of the Darkness walk. And by the way, it was a virtual event, so I encourage everybody to go find the Out of the Darkness uh, virtual event Facebook page. I've shared some videos. There are even more because a girl, Emily, who works with the group, um, got some, uh, produced up some videos. So um, different different uh, production value here other than the normal, just everything happening on site. So I encourage everybody to do that. It's a great group of people. I enjoy working with them a great mm-hmm. deal. But um, so I went there, I went to Promenade Park and then obviously Hamburger Mary Saturday night. So twice I had to do where I live, which is like Bernath and Airport to Airport and the Trail. Mm. So we'll go from Reynolds. Reynolds mm-hmm. and Airport to mm-hmm. the Trail uh, and Airport. Which I guess that's Western and the trail. Okay, where, where the Burger King is. And then the really... Pandemic. Oh, yeah, that's Western. Okay. So that... I hate that strip of road because everybody does the speed limit or below. And while there is a broken yellow line, it's impossible to ever pass. <laughs> and the road is too narrow for you to go to around somebody some, up. on the mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but there's something else. Um, That whole strip of of Toledo is what's a good word what what's a good uh, a tactful word to describe that area forgotten okay i was going to use downtrodden or lower income mm-hmm. it's not um polished so on that one strip of airport there's uh at least like where where swan creek is there's a dollar general and then there's another dollar spot on airport just west of Bern where there's like a shopping center, air quotes. And then when you get to the bend um, past Detroit, I think, where it turns, mm-hmm. and you really start, there's another dollar store there or a Save-A-Lot. So not exactly the healthiest places to, to pick up food and groceries. I believe yeah. the proper term, and you're familiar with this, some of this falls into your, your neighborhood properties purview. This would be the definition of a food desert. And it it would. It would not be a place I would go to after dark to be getting groceries. Yeah. It's a food desert, meaning there's really no you know healthy grocery places to go get good, healthy food. People eat junk. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's bags of Doritos. There's no, um, there's usually no meat. Good meats that you can choose from. Probably not a great selection of vegetables. And by the way, you know, fruits and vegetables are are dirt cheap. Like everybody knows the old, everybody posts their market pick. Like mine would be Monet's, and it's like I got all this for eighteen dollars, and it's a week worth of uh, a week's worth of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I and and this feeds. In, it's this never-ending cycle of these neighborhoods don't improve because people don't eat well. They don't eat well because of, you know, maybe they don't have the money. Well, they, you don't need money to buy inexpensive groceries like fruits and vegetables and even, you know, some meats and stuff. And I remember whenever it was five years or so ago when ProMedica put their market on the green was one of the things they wanted to do was 
make that area less of a food desert. Now, uh-huh. the, pr- the prices there are, are pretty damn expensive for what it needs to be. But I always thought that they should copy and paste that idea in other parts of the city that need it. And for God's sakes, that strip of airport absolutely needs a place where people can buy some some fresh groceries. And They do. I think some other people have taken up an initiative like that in the uh, in the in the uh, Vista area or Vistula area, whatever it is, just north of uh, Cherry on Summit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I I want to know why these parts of the city and and wherever for that matter can't stick small grocers in there because Dad's home. That's why. Because um, Petey said no. <laughs> I I can't imagine that. There's a lot of overhead for these places, or even if just like a Moonette's popped over there, and it's not even necessarily to become, you know, a rich business, but to provide mm-hmm. something for the area that has immeasurable benefits for the area. I don't think that it, I mean, I don't think that it's been a topic of conversation with the organizations that con- that would consider doing something like that. I mean, I think that the only thing that you may be able to that that you might find interest in is if it's somebody in that neighborhood. I do find that like, you know, there are neighborhood gardens that are popping up from people who care about their neighborhood and providing like a food source or, you know, a healthy activity to their to, you know, other community members there. And so I think that them taking it a step further into maybe creating something like um it's the market on the green or, you know, yeah. something of that nature. But it's otherwise you, you're going to wait for the larger corporations to come in and want to do something like that. If you're smart, you'll take advantage of the fact that Amazon is now in town and is probably ready and willing to put in some dollars back into the community and take advantage of something like that. Because I agree, I think there's multiple parts of town that could benefit from having that kind of um, shopping and that kind of uh, resource there for them. I don't think anybody in the community is going to do it. Maybe I'm 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 wrong, but to your point of gardens, you're right. I know that the uh, Sophia Cantero Center in the old South End has mm-hmm. some kind of community garden. So those are those are great yes, ideas. They do. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe those people don't feel empowered enough. Maybe they 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 get pushback from the idea because they would need community support. As for corporations. It's kind of sad that the the Krogers of the world just leave these places to the Dollar General's family dollars where you're not going to be able to have the healthiest choices. So it would be great. I mean, here's a perfect opportunity for ProMedica to, heck, you can even make some money and get some great press by by copy and pasting your one model everywhere. And for the smaller local ones, um, maybe it's something that I'll use Monette's as the example because that's the one I'm most familiar with. But What's the other one that people like right across the border? Is it Cialino's? You heard of I don't that know. One? I've never been. Mm-mm. But there are grocers everywhere, and it would be great. And I realize that there are probably uh, different color people in these neighborhoods who you're used to serving. But guess Churchill's. what? Churchill's. Churchill's? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're probably bigger. Like, I'm thinking, like, yeah. Okay. I'm, like, a Churchill's, like, Churchill's has a lot of supermarket values to it. When I go to Monette's, there's very little, like, there's three fridge freezer type things other than that Mm -hmm. it's all you know over the counter deli and meats and produce and fruits and yeah and everything it's it's an indoor farmer's market and yeah i I, want to emphasize enough i get it that those types of places 
probably don't consider going into a neighborhood where people don't look like them. But I can't, those people would probably be thankful that you're there because it is an inexpensive place to get a lot of food and eat healthy. And that's, yeah. that is, that is a, a, an inexpensive part of infrastructure um, to improve neighborhoods. It's especially when um, people of color and socioeconomic certain, certain groups are plagued with, you know, um, heart disease and, you know, high cholesterol and, you know, high blood pressure and things like that. And so having the benefit of having, you know, a direct food source where you can get healthy, you know, healthy foods for you, I mean, would be beneficial. But I agree. No, just I don't think that you have any of these organizations that can do something like that. I don't know if that's something that they're willing to do. Um, And it's you need more people that are going to be willing to do something like that. Is there any communities, you know, in the U.S. that have that have been successful in having multiple um, opportunities for like that, like that in lower income neighborhoods? I don't know, but but it it makes me want to research it a little bit. Um, Do it. There was at the last Toledo soup that we did, which has been a uh, has been a while or Mm. it was a couple of Toledo soups ago. Do you know what that is? I, I think I... Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, it's a, a micro crowdfunding dinner. Uh, ideas are proposed and then three are selected to present. The winner gets all the money from the night. One of them was some kind of pop-up grocery food truck that was going to happen in the Vistula neighborhood. And Very um, cool. he didn't win or they didn't win, but I love the idea because I always have mm-hmm. my eye on the Vistula neighborhood. Once uh, once downtown is completely gentrified, you know, the next spot mm-hmm. is is Vistula. And hopefully it won't be so gentrified where people kicked out are kicked out of their neighborhood. But I thought it was a great idea. Even if there's like a mobile ProMedica mm-hmm. market mm-hmm. on the green that goes into these neighborhoods and says, here we go, three cucumbers for a dollar. That's very, that's a very cool idea. And there's a, there's a Dollar General popping up on South, right across from the fire department, like right before you get to the trail. So in between, what is that, Broadway and the trail on South, there's a Dollar General popping up. But having an opportunity where food trucks like that are like, they set up shop in the parking lot of these places. So people can go to the food truck and get their cucumber and their lettuce and things like that and their fresh fruits and then they can go into Dollar General and get soup or you know their their Doritos. paper products. Yeah, well you know what I mean. I know. I, <laughs> no, it, but, it, it, it's But yeah. I don't know if I finished the thought but I'll say it again. The Kroger's and 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 the, and the like have left these neighborhoods to the food do, to the dollar places. Mm-hmm. And I get how that, that that's helpful in some ways, but in other far more sustainable ways it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to ask some questions about this. Mm. Maybe you should consider it for yourself. With all my immense resources? All your resources and the pa- and your passion, just in general. I mean, in how you're speaking about it, it seems like it could be something obtainable for you. Well, I meant like financial resources. I'm certainly happy to push the idea, but I don't have the money to do it. But I'm certainly willing. Yeah, but you have resources where you could find buy- buy-in and investors. Yeah. Uh, Lastly, on this, to, to echo your point, my I have a friend who listens to this podcast. In fact, you might know them. Um, he works at ProMedic, and, and uh, he works on in some of the areas like heart disease, diabetes, cholesterol, things mm-hmm. like that. And they're mm-hmm. often they're they're they are going into, or they are always trying to go into uh, lower income neighborhoods to barbershops mm-hmm. and be like, hey. Uh, we can help you with your diabetes. Some of the yeah. some of the people are accepting of it. Others just kind of scoff at it, and that yeah. kind of goes back to what we talked about before. If you're just going to scoff at it and you don't want to hear the education, 
wait for your heart attack and we'll be here to help you. But if you are willing to listen, here's what I got for you. Yeah, I mean, that, that same concept, but you actually have, um, it's, it's one thing if you're walking into a barbershop or you're walking into a hair salon or a, or a corner store and you're handing somebody some brochures and resources, like here, hand these out to your people. It's another thing when you drive up with some sort of um, van or food truck style um, you know, thing, you, you know, business and you're, and you're actually handing out the, you know, the, the literature that they may need. And you also have available good produce at reasonable prices, you know, and even, even some sort of meal box, like, you, you know, you're handing out a meal box or you have that as an option, you know, farm to table. Nobody can do that, but I feel like rich white people. It's a thing. Oh people God. love it. It's true. No, it's no, no, no. true. I'll just give you a great idea how we can how we can brand this. <laughs> there you go. Farm, Good. Farm to hood. Farm to hood. Oh, farm to yeah. Okay. You can farm, work on yeah. it. Yeah, but you. I see where you're going. I see where you're going. There's a program. I forget what it's called, but I watched it in action at the farmers market downtown. So there's mm-hmm. some kind of membership or subscription service for lack of a better way to describe it, at the farmer's market, where there are obviously, you guessed it, farmers at a market, like actual farmers. Yeah. Um, and I, I forget what this program is called, but the farmers set aside like a weekly pickup for customers. And mm-hmm. it's like three cucumbers and four tomatoes and mm-hmm. three heads of lettuce. And it would be great to, to copy that for farming in the hood or whatever we call our mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I have no ideas for the for a name not off the top of my head, you know I need more time of that. But I like the idea and I think that it's a I think that that's a it's something that I personally haven't seen. I mean, I saw something the other day where somebody has like a they don't have a food truck, but they do on-site cooking similar to like a caterer but for the homeless. Um so that's pretty cool. But I think that something for the individuals in the neighborhood where there is a food desert, it's a good opportunity. Awesome. Well, I like it. Maybe uh, I'm with it, it. Is there anybody you can pass that along to at work who might be a, of help with it? No, I want to see you. I want to see you develop this and evolve it. I'm for, I'm serious. <laughs> no. Fine. You, man. We'll talk All about right. this off podcast. I, we need to. I want to see that. Um, my favorite part of work is getting other people to work for me, but okay. <laughs> um, what are you going to do tonight? Um, probably nothing. I've got um, Thomas's meal prepping and I'm helping him cook his steak tonight. So that's about it. And just relaxing. Where do you get that steak from? Kroger. It's a flank steak. Okay. Flank steak is, flank steak is the steak I use when I make cheese steaks at home. Yeah, it's a flank steak and it's, you know, easiest just to cut off the fatty parts and um, cook it up for him with some sweet potatoes. Okay. Um, very, what are you doing? Uh, there, there's like there's two football, there's two football games on tonight, because um, the one game got postponed. So maybe I'll watch football. There's this show on AMC Plus called Gangland, and hmm. I don't know what I need for AMC Plus, but it's from the director. Of, so Thomas likes fighting movies, right? Yes. Okay, so there's this like batch of um, they're Asian movies for the most part. Some are in English. Mostly they're subtitles. There's this one called The Raid 2. Mm-hmm. There's, if you mention that and Thomas knows it, he'll know this genre of movies. 
Um, but the fighting in it is some of the most brilliant choreography you'll ever see. Like, it's literally mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. And um, the director of one of those movies is doing this show, so that has me interested, and there's a couple of other movies I want to sniff around as well. And we're going to watch Lovecraft, too, because we didn't catch it yesterday, so. And you know how I feel about that. I need you to watch it. I know. Yeah, it's it's on. It's in the, uh, the, the Alex queue. How many? Can't be many episodes left. There's three. There's yesterday's episode, and now there's two more, so. So I have three more to watch and I'm just, I mean, I get so excited every time I watch it. Cause it's very much like that. I love fantasy. You, you know that, like I love a fantasy movie. I love movie about history and I love everything with black people in it <laughs> with my people. And so I never, I don't think there's very many shows where you actually have an opportunity to see your own kind of people, you know, doing something that involves fantasy and, you know, Uh, and squeaks he just couldn't wait he couldn't wait we were almost done pete here just take this one back now um so i'm i'm all for lovecraft i love it listen to that sounds like a balloon oh my god he's such a weasel um so i'm so excited for it i love it i love lovecraft it makes me feel all wonderful on the inside it like look at my people like look at this look at all this excellence um, yeah, so you should watch it. I might. Okay. Um, what was, was another show thing? No, I guess that was it. All right, well, uh, are we going to do this tomorrow? Yeah, what time? Okay, I don't know. Um, okay. let me Just let me know what works with your schedule. Okay, did you already do Janet? I did not. We did not connect on a time today, so I'm just like, I'll, I'll let it go. And But she was... Do you think... She, wait, hold on. You said she didn't remember you? Because I, I, she did remember you when we texted. Yes, no, she did. She okay, did. Good. She was just so busy. Rightfully so. It was her event. So right. she was super busy. So I didn't really get a chance to, you know, say anything other than hey. That was, I think that was the other, after I saw how hard it was raining yesterday, that was my deciding thought. Like, if I go, Janet's going to be too busy to do anything anyway. She was, and I'm glad you didn't come. Um, it, it was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful, but there was, um, you know, once you visited every table, unless you had, unless you came with a group of people that you could really talk to or you signed up for something, you were kind of, once you hit every table and found out the information you needed, which could take up to like an hour, you, you know, you had free time before your, you know, a session if you signed up for later. So we were there at like 1230. Janet's only availability was 4.15. And so it was like, do we want to leave and go get something to eat and then come back, which we absolutely could have. And it, it just kind of like, well, no, we'll just come back at another time. I had my session, which I was able to get in within five minutes. And I'm so grateful I did, but mom did not get to see Janet like she wanted. So I'll, I'll make sure I take her at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, then we will we will talk tomorrow, if not later on the text. Yeah, just let me know. All right, bye. Bye.